Welcome. We are so glad you've joined us today. Are you ready for another Bayside Christian Church podcast? Let's get straight into it. Well, I'm just going to share a short message tonight because God's been doing awesome things. But I've learned a long time ago you need the Word and the Spirit. If you want to have fruitfulness in your life, you need to make room for the Holy Spirit and you need to make sure you get the Word into your soul. Because Word and Spirit together is what brings growth and breakthroughs. So I just want to share for a few minutes tonight on casting your anxiety on God. Whoever, whoever battles with anxiety or fear or worry, and the rest of you probably aren't honest, so okay. <laughs> I just want to share a few verses on how we can not live anxious, overwhelmed lives, but we can live with freedom in our hearts and our minds and our souls. Let's look at a few verses in the Bible. 1 Peter 5, 7 says, Cast all your anxiety on Him because He cares for you. Be self-controlled and alert. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. Resist him, standing firm in the faith, because you know that your brothers throughout the world are undergoing the same kind of sufferings. And the God of all grace, who called you to his eternal glory in Christ, after you have suffered a little while, will himself restore you and make you strong, firm and steadfast. So what's the word anxiety mean? It means intense, excessive and persistent worry and fear about everyday situations. It can sometimes cause people to get a fast heart rate, rapid breathing, sweating and feeling tired may occur. Common causes of this symptom can be so many things, stressful things, traumatic things, fear of the future, um, rejection, all those sorts of fears can bring anxiety that can just so overwhelm our hearts. And uh, a lot of people don't know we're anxious because we're pretty good at hiding it. We don't want people to know we're afraid or anxious. We talked a couple of weeks ago about anger. It's pretty hard to hide, hey? It soon comes out. But anxiety and fear, we can, we can put all our masks on and say, oh, how you doing? I'm doing fine. But inside, you're not sleeping much at night because you're so anxious about your finances, about your health, about your relationships, or about what's happened in the past and whether it's going to catch up with you. God wants us to deal with anxiety. There can be a few aspects of anxiety or fear that are natural, like when you've got to get up and do public speaking. Do you know that's the greatest fear that people have? Adults, it's the greatest fear people have the first time you do public speaking. And you watch that at weddings and places where people aren't used to and probably when they do a speech and it's, oh mate, they're so nervous. They just, they talk about it for weeks before. And uh, I'm amazed that in church life, we learn to public speak in our life groups in church and, and a confidence comes as we do it. And, uh, well, sometimes when you're taking a test at school or an exam at uni, that brings some anxiety, hey? I used to hate exams. I used to hate them. Even though I was reasonably intelligent, I used to hate Exams because you're afraid you're going to fail or you're going to let someone down. And uh, you don't want to disappoint others. The Amplified says in 1 Peter 5, Casting the whole of your care, all your anxieties, all your worries, all your concerns, once and for all on Him. Wow, that's a good verse. For He cares for you affectionately and cares about you watchfully. Be well-balanced, temperate, sober of mind, be vigilant and cautious at all times, 
For that enemy of yours, the devil, roams around like a lion roaring in fierce hunger, seeking someone to seize upon and devour. Withstand him, be firm in faith against his his, um, onset, rooted, established, strong, um, immovable and determined, knowing that the same identical sufferings are appointed to your brotherhood, the whole body of Christians throughout the world. And after you've suffered a little while, the God of all grace, who imparts all blessing and favour, who has called you to his own eternal glory in Christ, Jesus will himself complete and make you sure, make you what you ought to be, established and ground you securely and strengthen and settle you. I want to share a few points out of these verses on how do we deal with anxiety. Because we all face it from time to time. I'm a fairly easygoing guy and I've got a very optimistic outlook on life, but I wrestle with anxiety at times. But I've learnt to not stay there very long because I know it just drains you. It can wear you out. A lot of people get tired and, and worn out in their workplaces and it's often stress and stress is often driven by worry or fear or anxiety. And most of the things you fear and worry about never ever happen. But you wasted all your energy on it. So let's look at some of the words here. It says, cast your cares. This is a fishing term. Cast. Throw it out. Don't just sort of timidly throw it over the side of the boat. If you want to get some good fish, Peter taught me this, throw it out. Right out. Into the deep. Or if you're doing a cast net, you can't just sort of drop it in front of you. You've got to actually fling it right out. You've got to use some effort and energy. So this word that God says, cast your cares, it's not sort of, help me, Jesus. It's a, God, help me, I'm casting all my cares and anxieties on you. It's actually a very strong action word. And as you do that, you are throwing them away from yourself into our awesome God. Throw down, throw out, hurl, pluck, throw. Jesus cast out evil spirits. He didn't sort of reason with them. Someone was mad, he'd say, Get out in Jesus' name. You know, he just spoke the word. And I've learned when you, sometimes when you're praying for sick or when people are oppressed by darkness, you don't have to yell, but you've got to be clear and firm. You can't just muck around with it. You've got to speak with authority. You say, well, how do you get that authority? You just take a few more steps and pray and your boldness grows as you see the results. So it's, it's, a, it's a confidence thing. This is a clear, strong and deliberate action, not a half-hearted approach. Cast, throw your cares and burdens on the Lord. It says all your cares, all your worries, all your anxieties, not just some of them. Oh, but you don't know how long I've worried about these things. It's not how long you've worried about them. Are you willing to let them go? You know, some of us have personalities that are a little bit more Um, fearful or struggle but most fears anxieties and worries are learnt behaviors that we've learnt from other people we've learned it from a fearful parent or or a a nervous brother or sister or we've learned it from a boss who just kept put so much pressure on say you'll never make it so you get really anxious that you're never going to measure up to their perfectionist standard so nearly all fears anxieties and worries are learnt behaviors that you've learnt from other people or the enemy has so pressured you and you just think, I'm not going to measure up so you get anxious and fearful that I'm not going to do it. So if you've learnt something, you can unlearn it. That's good news, hey? You can unlearn these behaviours. It says to cast your cares on Him, Jesus, not 
on everyone else around you. Some of us are very good at making sure everyone knows how worried or anxious we are about something in our life. There are times to have support from friends and and pastors and counsellors and mentors. That is appropriate. But don't go to them first. It says, cast your cares on the Lord. Learn to talk to Jesus and release your heart and anxieties and fears onto him and then work with some people to pray with you and support you on the journey. If you do it the other way around, guess what? A lot of people will get burdened by your burdens and then they won't like hanging out with you. Some people think, well, people don't like me, they just reject me. Maybe one of the reasons is because you're just always just overloading on them all the time. Friendship is give and take, sharing the journey, not dumping on people all the time. Because if you're dumping on people, I can tell you, you're probably not going to Jesus first like he's told us to. Because if you're going to Jesus first, then when you're talking with someone, you won't be dumping and overloading, you'll be sharing the journey and building up each other's faith to get through. That is what the Word of God says, cast your cares on Him, not on everyone else around us, first. And that's a learnt process as well. It's a step of trust and faith in God. So it takes a while to learn to do that. Don't just cast everyone who will listen. It says, cast your anxieties on the Lord, not... It says, your anxieties on the Lord, not cast everyone else's anxieties on the Lord. There's a place for prayer, intercession, support, but we've got to learn to cast your own anxieties on the Lord and don't be casting everyone else's on the Lord all the time, otherwise they'll never learn to grow in faith and responsibility. Oh, we'll just go to my prayer partner, they'll know how to pray. Well, hold on, they will, but why don't you learn how to pray and carry your own burdens because then you can end up helping others. That's called growth and maturity says, cast your anxieties, not everyone else's. Support, pray, by all means, but we've got to learn to put them to God first, not upon others. Prayer and intercession. You've got parents and pastors and carers and employees and friends and relatives, but you can't carry everyone's problems and worries and anxiety because guess what? It'll wear you out and you'll think, this is hard work. I've talked to some people in leadership and they say, this ministry thing is such hard work and I said, it's challenging and stretching, but why is it such hard work? And I listened to them for a while and I realised they're carrying everyone else's anxieties and fears and problems. Instead of teaching them to cast them on the Lord and supporting them in the journey of freedom. And I just think, God, help us. At the end of every day, Marilyn and I, we learn to just, when we're driving home or whatever, we say, Lord, it's been a busy, challenging, stretching, sometimes overwhelming day. But Lord, we give that person to you. We give that situation. Lord, we release them to you. Thank you for the privilege of being able to pray with them and minister to them and maybe see them come into a place of healing or breakthrough. But Lord, we don't carry them in our hearts all the way in a way that's overburdening. We carry them to the Lord in prayer and in faith. And we've got to learn to do that. Otherwise, you'll end up being over anxious and burdened because you're carrying everyone else's burdens instead of helping people to cast on the Lord. 1 Peter 5, 7 in the, tra- in the Passion Translation says, pour out all your worries and stress upon him and leave them there. For he always tenderly cares for you. Oh, look, if only we knew how to do this. We give them to Jesus, then we take them back. 
You say, I don't do that. Well, you do because next day I say, how are you going? You're talking about the same worries that you just released yesterday and you're still talking about them. So you didn't leave them at Jesus. You picked them up again the next day. Some of you having a chuckle here and a bit of elbowing going on. But we do it, don't we? Because we're human. We think, oh, well, if I don't worry, who's going to worry? Let God do the worrying. It's like one guy, he was really struggling to sleep often. And he'd wake up in the night and be worrying about his business and his family and his kids. And one day, God got sick of his complaining. He says, can you just go to sleep? I'll worry and do the night shift for you. And I thought, wow. Sometimes we, we just think we've got to worry about so many things and let anxiety build up when it's not the freedom that Jesus wants us to have. There are cares that we have to do, responsibilities. If you're a parent, you've got to raise your children. If you're in a, on a team in ministry, you, you work together. But don't let things build up inside of your heart and your soul. Psalm 55, 22 says, so here's what I've learned through it all. Leave all your cares and anxieties at the feet of the Lord and measureless grace will strengthen you. Wow, that's a beautiful, beautiful promise. Eh? Leave them at the feet of the Lord and his grace will then fill you and strengthen you. I think someone's got a bit of unlearning to do because we've learnt patterns of behaviour and worry and fear and anxiety and God, Jesus is clearly telling us, cast them on the Lord and leave them at his feet. You say, well, you don't know how it runs around in my head. It does. It stirs our hearts. But if you've learnt to do it, you can also unlearn and you can learn a new skill, which is casting, releasing and leaving. And God's going to teach us how to cast, release and leave and then walk in his grace. You're saying that sounds too simple. I've found God's word is quite simple in so many ways. We, we're the ones who complicate it. Saying, man, I've got to get all these ducks in a row and then it might happen. No, just do what God's word says and see how he'll help you to do it. Luke 8.14 says, The seed that falls into the weeds represents the hearts of those who hear the word of God, but their growth is quickly choked off by their own anxious cares, the riches of the world and the fleeting pleasures of this life. Wow, people hear the gospel, they hear the word of faith, but then the anxiety and cares of the world starts to choke their growth and their freedom. And we've all been there. We all have times in our life where we're overwhelmed. But don't stay in an overwhelmed state. The best thing is just to be overwhelmed by his love and presence and truth and those other things will lose their power. Because if you're full of worry, there's no room for his love and faith. But when love and faith and trust come in, then the, the worries and fears start to lose their power and their place in our hearts and our lives. It says, for this is why they never become mature and fruitful. Wow, wow, because of anxieties and fears that control it. Number two, you need to trust in the Lord with all your heart. Psalm 60, 56, 9 says, The very moment I call to you for a father's help, the tide of battle turns and my enemies flee. This one thing I know, God is on my side. Hallelujah. You've got to know God's on your side. Are you on his side? That's the question he asks. I trust in the Lord and I praise Him. I trust in the Word of God and I praise Him. What harm could man do to me? With God on my side, I will not be afraid of what comes. My heart overflows with praise to God and for His promises. I will always trust in Him. 
So if you want to overcome anxiety, number one, cast it on the Lord and leave it there. Number two, learn to trust God. Learn to trust Him because the opposite of trust is often worry, thinking, well, I've got to sort it out. The over-responsible child, the one who thinks they've got to carry it all. No, let's learn to trust in the Lord. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge Him and He will direct your paths. Luke 12, 29 says, I repeat it, don't let worry enter your life. Live above the anxious cares about your personal needs. Mate, Jesus is pretty clear and plain with his teaching here. Psalm 139, 23, God, I invite your searching gaze into my heart. Examine me through and through. Find out everything that may be hidden within me. Put me to the test and sift through all my anxious cares. Wow, what a, leave that up for a moment. What a beautiful verse is saying, God, search me. Cleanse me. When we come to worship and prayer, we, we have a moment of uh, surrender or kneeling or confession, saying, Jesus, you're Lord of my life. He says, if, if I'm really Lord of your life, why are you worrying so much about some of these things? You say, well, they're very real to me. Yes, they are. And he knows just how real. He knows our feelings, our thoughts, our anxieties. And, but he says, hey, I'm here. Learn to trust me. Thirdly, if you want to walk in freedom, we've got to understand the power of praise and prayer. The power of praise and prayer that lifts your heart. Philippians 4, 6 and 7, it says, Do not be anxious about anything. I used to read that and think, oh, that's impossible. But you've got to read the rest of the verse. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God, and the peace of God which transcends all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Our emotions and our minds is where the worry and the stuff goes on and on. Listen to the message version. Don't fret or worry. Instead of worrying, pray. Let petitions and praises shape your worries into prayers. Oh, I like that, hey? So you got worries, concerns, but shape them with prayer and praise into prayers that releases them to God and brings faith into your situation. It goes on and says, before you know it, a sense, a sense of God's wholeness, everything coming together for good will come and settle you down. It's wonderful what happens when Christ displaces worry at the center of your life. Wow, wow, wow. Those Philippians 4, 6 and 7 are two of the best verses if you have struggles regularly with anxiety or fear and it overwhelms you. And I'm not trying to make it simplistic, but I want you to get some truth in here so that you can start to find some ways for freedom in your mind. And I know sometimes there's trauma. There are some serious issues that can so overwhelm our souls and that takes time to process that. I understand the power of that. But we've got to get these foundational truths in our souls. Fourthly, if you want to walk in freedom, the scripture says, be self-controlled and alert. 1 Peter 5, 8 and 9 says, be aware of the enemy's schemes and your own weaknesses. Withstand them, be firm in your faith. The implication in this context is that you do not bring your worries and cares to God. If you don't, the devil will use depression and discouragement to devour you. Wow, if you don't bring your worries and fears to God regularly, every day, trusting, say, Lord, I don't know how to handle this. It's overwhelming. I'm really afraid that I'm not going to make it through on this test at school or my relationships are in disarray. God, what do I do? 
bring it to God, cast it on him, trust him, bring some prayer and praise into the situation and then it says, be self-controlled and alert. Just as lions go after the feeble, the young and the stragglers, so the enemy of our souls will always seek out those who are isolated, alone or depressed to devour them. That's the truth. The Bible says he's like a lion to seek it about. That's why you need to stay connected to church. That's why you need to stay in relationships with your Christian brothers and sisters. When you're feeling down, don't hide from church or your Christian brothers and sisters. They say, you might think, well, they'll just judge me and they'll think I'm failing. I'm not walking in victory. Hey, they're there to support and pray for you. And that's the place where you can feel safe and the enemy can't devour you with more discouragement and more depression and tear your heart away. Self-control is a choice and it's a fruit of the Holy Spirit. Self-discipline, prayer, fasting, eating healthy, healthily, eating healthy foods, get rid of the junk foods, or at least only have them once a fortnight. What about our own words? When frustrated or angry, do we have self-control? Our thoughts, exercise, training, study, focus on goals. Get some self-control and, and be alert to the enemy's schemes. A couple more. Number five is resist the enemy. Submit James 4, 7 says, submit yourselves then to God, resist the devil, and he will flee. Not may or might, he will. You say, well, I've tried that and it hasn't worked. Sometimes you've got to do the casting and trusting and then take authority and say, devil, you're not going to be around anymore. Sometimes you've got to get firm. I remember a family that were going through a lot of strife and hassle until one day that couple got together and they prayed and they walked around their house and said, Devil, you're not influencing our kids anymore. You're not ripping off our finances. And they walked around and said, In Jesus' name, get out of here and you're not welcome anymore. And let me tell you, things changed in that place because the devil then knew that they were serious about their faith. They weren't just sort of playing with it. And sometimes you've got to get a bit stirred up and say, In Jesus' name, out of my life out of my relationships, out of my workplace. In the name of Jesus, it says, submit to God, resist the devil and you'll flee. Some people resist the devil, but they don't submit to God. That's why he doesn't flee. You've got to submit to God, surrender your whole heart to him, then resist the devil and he must flee because he's been defeated by Jesus on the cross and he knows that if you're living under God's blessing, he can't touch you. You've got to know that in your heart. 2 Timothy 4.18 says, The Lord will rescue me from every evil attack and will bring me safely to his heavenly kingdom. I love this one. 1 John 5.4 says, For everyone born of God overcomes the world. This is the victory that has overcome the world, even our faith. Who is it that overcomes the world? Only he who believes that Jesus is the Son of God. I found this verse in Isaiah 35.14. It says, Say to the anxious and fearful... Be strong and never afraid. Look, here comes your God. He is breaking through to give you victory. That's a great promise, isn't it? Isaiah 35, 14. Say to the anxious and fearful, be strong and never afraid. Look, here comes your God. He's breaking through to give you victory. Wow. Some of you need to write that one down and put that up on your wall or put it on your screensaver and see that for a few weeks and get the truth of that in your spirit and heart. We need to renew our minds. God, He's the God of all grace. We read in 1 Peter 5.10. And then after your brief suffering, 
the God of all loving grace who has called you to share in his eternal glory in Christ will personally and powerfully restore you and make you stronger than ever. Yes, he will sit you firmly in place and build you up. The grace of Jesus is so awesome. I shared this morning, grace is receiving what you don't deserve and mercy is not receiving what you do deserve. How awesome is our Jesus? That when we come under his grace, we receive blessings and encouragement and support and breakthroughs and faith. Just like Peter was sharing that story about just honoring God and working hard and then he gets jobs that are paid way more. And I've got many stories like that. Hebrews 4.16 says, Therefore let us with privilege approach the throne of grace, that is the throne of God's gracious favour, with confidence without fear, so that we may receive mercy for our failures and find His amazing grace to help in time of need, an appropriate blessing coming just at the right moment. You know, in the middle of the book of Acts, Acts 4.33, they have an amazing revival, miracles, deliverances, thousands of people come to Christ. There's a little verse in there that says, And great grace was upon them all. When there's a lot of new people getting saved, when there's a lot of things, mighty things happening, you need lots of grace because people are coming in, bringing in their, their pain and their rubbish and their, their, the brokenness of their souls and the Spirit of God setting them free. And we need grace to help walk each other through that journey. And a church like ours where people are coming to Christ every week, we need to have His grace in our hearts for one another. Don't judge. Don't be religious. Let the Spirit of God lead us and transform hearts. Two more verses to wrap it up. Proverbs 12.25 says, Anxious fear brings depression. Wow. Sometimes we wrestle with depression. This is not the only reason for depression. Sometimes there are, there are physical, there are chemical imbalances in our bodies. Sometimes there's trauma. But this is one of the causes of depression. It says, Anxious fear brings depression. But a life-giving word of encouragement can do wonders to restore joy to the heart. What a beautiful verse. Anxious fear brings depression, but a life-giving word of encouragement can do wonders to restore joy to the heart. So I want to ask you the question as we come to the finish tonight. What has been causing you anxiety or worry? If you had a piece of paper and you could write down maybe the one or two or three th key things, just take a moment, just close your eyes for a moment and think, well, what things have been causing me worry or anxiety these last maybe few weeks in your life? We all wrestle with it. And even if you're a super man or woman of faith, the enemy still tries to sow negative thoughts and fears in our heart. Just for a moment, just... And then I want you to think, God, have I been really casting and trust that on the Lord and trusting you or... You've given me more truth tonight, so I'm going to do this this week more deliberately and more specifically. Whenever those anxious, fearful thoughts come, or my heart just feels really tight, my stomach feels tight because I'm just really worried about what's happening at work or at home, Lord, help me to cast it on you. Help me to trust in you. Lord, help me to lift praise and prayer and thanksgiving. Help me to be self-controlled and help me to resist the enemy and walk in your grace. Cast on the Lord by a deliberate act of faith, trust and thanksgiving. To break through and change attitudes and patterns of thinking, behavior, you need to face it, trace it and replace it. As David Riddell teaches from Living Wisdom. Freedom is often a process. Sometimes a significant revelation or breakthrough is part of the process. 
And God, help us to unlearn the patterns of worry and anxiety that we've just had sometimes playing in our heads and hearts for years or decades. Lord, forgive me for letting that rule me because, Lord, I want to live in greater freedom. Cast your anxiety on God. Replace it. Replace it with forgiveness, kindness, generosity, sowing seeds of faith. God's peace will fill your heart because where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. We've got an open heaven over this place so each of us can grow into more freedom. Last verse, Luke 12, 24, 26 says, So if worrying adds nothing but actually subtracts from your life, why would you worry about God's care of you? Jesus just spells it out clear and plain, but he loves us and he doesn't want us to be robbed by our own souls, by other people's pressures or by the enemy stealing from us. We can live in freedom. Let's stand in his presence. Let's just stand in his presence for a moment. And I invite you, I invite you to maybe take some of those things, fear of the future, worrying about your weaknesses or limitations or your addictions or strongholds or things that have just been robbing from you. Maybe you've been believing for a, a godly partner for your life and it hasn't happened yet. God knows the desires of your heart. Trust Him. Maybe you've been praying for a breakthrough from some of these patterns over your life. God's teaching you through His Word how to live in freedom. Let's just close our eyes for a moment. Just let His presence. I want you right now just to release. Release those things to God. Maybe you can put your hands out in front as if you're just releasing it. I want you to just take an act of faith right now. What has been worrying or pressuring or causing anxiety in your heart and mind? We all have issues in our souls. But I want you to make a choice. Say, Lord, I choose to cast it on you. Come on, let's do that by faith. I choose to cast it on you. Lord, I, I declare that I'm not going to let it control my mind or my emotions. Lord, I'm not going to let other people's worries and fears swamp my freedom. Lord, I'm going to trust you. Lord, ask him to help you to trust him with all your heart. If trust is an issue for your soul, say, God, teach me how to trust you, just to rest in you. And Lord, teach me how to do prayer and praise with thanksgiving that just lifts all those burdens to God. And I'm not driven by worry or fear or anxiety about your workplace or your relationships or your relationship with God. And then, Lord, I resist the enemy. Show me how to resist in Jesus' name. Show me how to walk in your grace. And Lord, how to live in the overflow. In Jesus' name. Thank you for joining us. The Bayside Christian Church community aims to transform our city and beyond with the life and power of Jesus Christ. If you want to know more or just keep in touch, check us out at www.baysidechristianchurch.com.au or follow us on our social media sites at Bayside Christian Church.